Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to B2B Marketing Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today I'm joined by Terry Delfino. Terry is the CMO of Form Assembly. Welcome to the podcast, Terry. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thanks. It's it's great to have you on. I think, you know, what we always like to do first off in the podcast is is find out how you got to where you are today. So how did you build a career that led to becoming the CMO of Form Assembly? Well, I'd love to say I had a master plan that started when I was in elementary school, but I'd be lying. I actually started my career in finance, and I thought that would be my career path. And I found myself working in finance at a high-tech PR and advertising agency, and they came to me one day and they said, you have a little too much personality for all this finance stuff. No offense to finance people. I love you. And uh, they moved me into account service and I never looked back. So I have worked for agencies, consultancies, nonprofits, public companies, startups, mature companies. But I've always uh, I've always been in high tech since that time. And I've always been in marketing. That's awesome. And I love people who've got a background in numbers. I used to be an engineer and I keep saying it's like, having good background numbers is the best thing you can do for going into marketing, particularly now with digital and all the data. Yeah, being able to read a balance sheet and an an income statement comes in handy. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess you're, uh, you're always on budget with your campaigns, are you? Well, if I'm not, I know how to hide it. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Awesome. So I I, I mean, you've joined a company called Form Assembly. I mean, there's an obvious question here is, um, did the world need another company offering online forms? Well, I don't look at it as another form company. I look at it as having the right form solution. There are a lot of form solutions that come within packages, things like Marketo and your other CRM solutions will have built-in forms. But I've never met a marketing person that didn't complain about the form builder in their CRM or something like that. So what we like to do is we offer a no-code, easy way to collect information. And then we, we have built into that ways to make that information actionable, right? You can share it. You have it in a structured format. You can do more with it it than simply collect it. And when you think about the fact that most of us are either going through a digital transformation or have gone through a digital transformation, collecting information isn't just for the marketing organization anymore. Anybody in your organization that is collecting data is doing it probably in some type of digital form, whether it's onboarding forms for insurance or you know how to get a parking pass or collecting leads off a website. That's interesting. I mean, you talk about data, and I guess being European, one of the big things we have in Europe is is GDPR. Is one of the things driving better form tools the need to be compliant with legislation? Is is, is that something people are looking for from uh, suppliers like Form Assembly? Absolutely. And and we pride ourselves on our security functionality. Not only do we have encryption and, and we have physical methods within the product, we have HIPAA compliance, GDPR, GLBA, SOC2, all of those things to ensure that we are treating your data when we are being stewards of it in the, in the best possible way with regards to security, compliance, and privacy. And data stewardship is actually in our mission, and it is one of our tenets. We believe, and, and this is something we can get into more is that when someone shares their data with you, they're not transferring ownership of it to you. They're loaning it to you. And it's incumbent upon the organization, whether it's a not-for-profit, whether it's a for-profit organization, to be a good steward of that data. 
And so can you, you expand a little bit on how you make sure that happens? You've talked about security, but are you also making it easy, for example, to gain consent for GDPR? Absolutely. So we have it built into the product so that the things that you have to know about, the things you have to be aware of, those things are, are standard and they're rules in the product. So it makes it harder to make a mistake. Oh, that sounds great. Harder to make a mistake sounds like a, a, a very underrated feature there. <laughs> I'm interested, you know, so obviously people are using FormAssembly to, to gather data. I mean, presumably, typically what they want to do is then put that data into some other system. Can you talk a little bit about integration and what you do to enable FormAssembly to work with other systems, you know, whether that's marketing automation or anything else? Sure. We have over 30 off-the-shelf connectors, as well as an API for building specific ones. And probably the thing we're best known for is our Salesforce integration. We have, I will say I'm biased, but we have the best Salesforce integration. And uh, we have over 300 five-star reviews in the app exchange to back us up on that. So again, that is a part of... Um, of why would you need, you know, a dedicated data collection platform or form building solution. And that is because getting the data is only half of it. You want to get it into the systems you use most and make it actionable. I think that's really interesting. I mean, Salesforce, they've done okay as a business, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty they're successful. Right. So obviously they've done a lot right. I like their chances. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the forms, you know, I totally agree, are not the most fun part of the system. So, how have you managed to integrate to make that so seamless and, and make people so happy with the integration? We started this business in 2005. Uh, we've been at it for a very long time. We have Salesforce experts in-house. We understand the Salesforce environment and it is our business. It is the, it is the one thing we do. So we dedicate mm -hmm. ourselves to making that as simple and seamless as possible. That's really interesting because I, I see with some you know, uh, marketing technology vendors, you know, it's like, we build an integration, we're done. It sounds like you're doing a lot to continually optimize and improve that. And certainly, you know, you've built this reputation around Salesforce. So I, I guess that's a key part of your business. It is, it is continuous learning and continuous improvement is not just, you know, it is something we do throughout the organization. It's something we do in our marketing organization. And, uh, you know, our, our product and our engineering teams adhere to it as well. Cool. So, I, I mean, presumably you're used in a, a very wide range of uh, different applications. Do you want to touch on a couple of areas where people like to use FormAssembly and why they feel that, that FormAssembly is so much better than using Salesforce Forms or, or whatever other system they've got, their built-in system? Sure. Um, well, some of the ways, you know, we use it, right? So we use it every day in our organization throughout internally and externally. Externally, we use it for things like event registrations, contact forms, all of the forms on our website are in form assembly, downloading content, waivers, e-signable forms, you know, things that require signatures, uh, legal documents and things like that. Internally, we use it for all of our marketing requests. We use it for event planning, onboarding and training, just collecting things like travel information to build travel profiles. And then, of course, you know, internally and externally, it's things like feedback forms, quizzes and surveys, meeting planning. So 
So it also, um, not only is it easy to use, right? You can get up and running. You don't have to get IT involved, right? You can build forms and start no code, just get going. The, the joke is easy as a caveman can do it. For me, it's easy as a CMO can do it. If I can do it, trust me, anybody can do it. <laughs> so not only does it, it make things easier to use, it also helps you know, eliminate or reduce the reliance on other tools. You, know, you don't need things like an event planning tool or a, a, a survey tool, or you can do some data analysis and get feedback on your forms uh, without bringing it into a spreadsheet tool or something like that. So it helps reduce kind of that, uh, that MarTech footprint, which, as we know, grows almost on a daily basis. Sometimes I feel like it just grows by itself. No, absolutely. I'm intrigued. You, you mentioned about gathering feedback and, and things like that in terms of internal uses. I think as marketers, we're often, you know, really focused on how do we get customer data. But I'm really interested, you know, do you, do you have some examples about how you've got data internally that's really helped you improve projects or or create campaigns that perhaps wouldn't have been so successful without involving some sort of formal feedback or data input mechanism? It's an interesting question. Um, you know, so we're involved in a product launch right now. And when this product launch is over, not only are we using our form in our product launch, we will send a survey out to all of our internal all of our internal teams. And how was that launch experience for you? Did the sales team have everything they need? Was customer success prepared? Did product feel that product marketing did its share of the work, right? Just to get that feedback internally. Um, we use it all the time. That, that's awesome, because I think a lot of marketing campaigns, they run, people look at the results, they move on. There's not necessarily a lot of an analysis about how well the campaign was executed, whether there could be improvements. So it feels to me like making that data collection easier is one of those key obstacles you've got to overcome in order to be able to collect that data. I mean, is that your experience? Yes. And, and there's, there's ways. So not only does the data about the campaign help, but we help make your forms more successful, right? So we help improve your odds of good data collection. So not only do we have rules in to help you design better forms, but we make it easy with things like dynamic pick lists and conditional fields and payment processing and prefills so that your user is having a better experience, right? How often do you get to a form and you're like, they know this information about me. Why do I have to fill it in again? Or I just filled this out on the previous screen. Why do I have to do it again? They know who I am with prefills and things like that. You don't have to refill information with conditional fields and dynamic pick lists and things like that. You can select your choice or based on your answer, more areas of the form will filled up. And if you don't answer the, the question in a way that makes that form expand, you don't have to deal with it. You don't see this long, daunting form. So our users find that not only do their, their, are their customers happier, their employees are happier because it's easier to build and it's a better experience. Plus, we provide data about the form, right? Right? How many form completions did you have? How many times was it abandoned? How long did it take people to fill out your forms? So that again, you can get to that continuous improvement. Because we all know if you don't give a good user experience and you don't capture people and you don't keep them moving, you're going to lose them. No, I, I mean, I love that. I, I'm just intrigued with, you know, you're saying about building in rules and functionality to make it harder to make mistakes. What are the typical mistakes you see people making when they build forms? And, and what have you done in FormAssembly to try and prevent that happening for your customers? Well, some of the things that, that I just mentioned are sort of how we help from a structural building the form point of view. But in general, you know, um, 
thinking about the user experience. I, I say that at, at least five times a day, you know, and how would this, <laughs> this work for a user? And what would a user think if they were doing this, right? We all fill out forms all the time, right? If you shop online as much as I do, you know a lot about forms. So, you know, how, how would you feel if you had to fill out this form? Try it for yourself, see how that goes. What information do you absolutely need? What information can you pre-fill? Do you already know? What information, you know, is, are you going for nice to have? And maybe that's a progressive profiling thing and you don't need that right now do they know how who they're talking about have you branded the form is it customized again and it's also considering security and compliance so that you are being a good steward of that data from the time it comes into your possession yeah it's really interesting i, I love the comment about branding i think that's something that's often forgotten with forms because typically with most form builders it's really hard to do but i think it's quite important you know people don't like going from you know maybe a, a really glitzy marketing page into a a form that is just not branded um so i, I love that comment that's great yeah you can launch our forms right within a web page that's really cool i'm interested about where form assembly really shines is is there um a particular either application or feature that you find people keep coming back to and, and go, just absolutely love it because it does this? That's a good question. You know, uh, as I said, I'm sort of new with the company and I haven't really spent as much time with our customers as I'd like. Uh, I do know that we are really strong in higher ed, in financial services, in healthcare. And that is one part because of our data security and our integrity, and also because of our ease of use and friendly approach. I mean, that data security thing, I think is really interesting more and more. And, and we should have been considering this for many years. But I think more and more people are getting more focused on being fully compliant with regulations, whereas perhaps people have been a bit sort of loosey goosey in the past. There are a lot of driving factors there. And, you know, I remind my team about all of them all the, on a regular basis. We all know GDPR and all of those things. And there's carrot and stick, right? And that's definitely the big stick. Those penalties are increasing and they're getting more serious and different regions are developing their own requirements. So it's time to take notice. And, and as we all know, the threat landscape increases every day, right? Every time the good guys find a way to block the bad guys, the bad guys find a new way in. So you've constantly got to be up to speed and up to date on security practices. And you have to work with vendors who are too. But there are there are other things. More and more people are voting with their data and voting with who they trust. And they don't want to work with companies that aren't being good stewards of their data. And we see this specifically, uh, especially in millennials, they also want to do business with companies who do good, right? It pays mm -hmm. to do good. It pays to have good practices. And when you're, when you're doing that, it can become a competitive differentiator for you. Definitely. I, I mean, I think you're absolutely right that um, people are, are using their data as a source of power with, with some companies. And that's because the data is really so valuable, the things that people are collecting. So I definitely agree with that. I'm, I'm really interested, you know, We've established that value of the data. What can B2B marketers do to improve their forms? And ultimately, I think for, for most B2B marketers, it, it, it's primarily about improving completion rate, but also about getting richer data. I mean, what can they do to, to try and achieve those two goals? Well, um, I think 
you know, when you work with a technology that gives you flexibility and gives you the, the ability to do some advanced capabilities, you can do things like progressive profiling, right? And when you couple that with a pre-fill, so when you come to my form, all you have to do is look at it. All your basic information is already there. You know it's already right. So maybe I have the opportunity to ask you another question and get a little bit more information about you. And because you didn't have to fill all that out, you're going to feel better and you're going to feel more open to sharing that information with me. And you also so, you know, again, going back to what you said, you're on a branded form. You know who you're talking to. You don't feel like you just got passed off to, to something you don't recognize. And it's also personalized, right? So I know you know who you're talking to. No, definitely. I, I mean, another thing I'm interested in is is obviously Form Assembly has the ability to, to A-B test. I mean, how are people using A-B testing in forms? Is that something that's widespread? Because you hear a lot about it with, say, landing pages or emails, but much less about the form itself. Uh, well, I, if they're not doing it, they should because it's a huge opportunity. Because how often do you get to that form and you're like, ugh, and you go on, you know, you just move on. You're like, I'm done. I don't want this that bad. Whatever it is, I don't want this that bad. So again, it's, there's a million things you can do with design, right? How we perceive things visually, how we take things in matters. So always adhere to those best practices for design and try things. Try what level of information can you get away with? How much should you be trying to collect at a time? Look at those form fill stats and see, right? Are people abandoning my form and where do they abandon it? And use that to try to shorten it and try some different things. That's great advice. I mean, I think I, I think the obvious thing that now, you know, a lot of people are thinking is, but is my form any good? I mean, what what is a, a good conversion rate? Is is there a good conversion rate, or is that one of those questions you really can't answer? Um, well, you know, I could give you numbers. I could make some up. Depends on who you ask, right? Everybody's got an answer. But to me, it goes back to what you just talked about about A/B testing. What is a good response rate? Better than you had last time right? Because you should always be testing. You should always be trying to continually improve. You should always be looking at the results, the campaign results, the form results, the program results, the feedback, and and tweaking. And little tweaks can make a difference. And using the advantages that forms give you, such as pre-fills and, um, and conditional fields and pick lists and things to, to try to make your forms easier. So I believe in continuous improvement. So better than the last time is, is I think, the, the best rate to have. That's a, that's a great answer. So just keep getting better. I love it. I'm really interested, actually. I mean, obviously, you're, you're fairly new in, in the role as CMO. But what do you see as the main way you can impact um, the growth of Form Assembly? What do you see as being the things that are going to drive more users? Well, I, I really want to see us, and, and we will be leaning into this notion of data stewardship and being good stewards of the data and and raising the profile of data collection within the organization. So typically when someone needs to build forms, they're maybe a Salesforce admin and they come and they say, I need to build a form and they purchase our solution. They get up and running, they're, they're off, they're happy, they're collecting forms and that's where it stops for them, right? That's the extent of how they're thinking about it. But I think there's an opportunity for CIOs and CISOs and IT leaders to think about what's going on across their organization, where else in their organization is data being collected, and what type of governance and oversight do they have of that process? Are those people um, 
following good practices as far as security, privacy, and compliance? Is it possible for them to have one flexible system of record for their entire organization that they have governance over to to not only improve the experience, but reduce risk for the organization? I think there's a big opportunity there. I, I think that's huge. I mean, we've worked with a lot of clients and we had one client recently that, that said to us, right, here's three steps. You just do this, this and this and your form will work with all our campaigns. It will feed through to leads. You'll have the right data. I, and I think that ability to, you know, whilst you're giving people the capability to add fields and, and ask for more information, but the ability to say this is going to guarantee it's going to work um, is awesome. I mean, to me, that's the biggest challenge with forms. And I think uh, you know, a lot of us have seen campaigns where people have collected data and then you've found you've not got the right information. And suddenly all these potential prospects of this external that could become sales leads can't because you don't know where in the states they live. They, you don't have a zip code or a, um, a state. So I love that idea of governance. And I think that that's um, something that is going to become more and more important, not only in large enterprises, but also, uh, you know, a lot more in the mid-sized companies because it takes away... Again, I think that that thing you said earlier, that that ability to make a mistake. I love that. Yeah, we, we, you know, our mission is to help our customers and the people we work with be good stewards of the data that's entrusted to them. And that, at the end of the day, is really what we focus on. And that comes from the top. That comes from our CEO. Uh, that's great. We've talked about the systems as well, and I think we've talked a lot about Salesforce because I think that's where Form Assembly is really known to be. A, you know, uh, if you like, one of the favourite products is if somebody using Salesforce. A natural thought is Form Assembly for the forms. But what other systems do you interface to? I mean, you know, give us an idea of the kind of range of different things that that you're you're able to feed data to. Sure. Well, we have marketing automation systems, Pardot, things like that. So that's that's critical, especially, you know, you want that 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 triangle between your data collection, your marketing automation system and your CRM payment processing such as Stripe and PayPal so that smaller businesses especially can use those forms to actually do commerce. Uh, survey tools like MailChimp and things like GoToWebinar, WordPress, Drupal, all those types of applications where you might want to move data to in your, in your process to, to, again, not just collect it, but make it actionable. That's, I mean, that's awesome. There's such a range from, you know, surveys through to payments through to website CMSs. So it shows, I think, what a lot of effort's got to go into to produce a form product that's going to work in all sorts of different environments. That's amazing. Um, I, I, I'm aware of time. I just want to ask one quick question. This, this is, uh, I think, the killer question, you know. How much easier is it really to use form assembly rather than using Salesforce or Marketo? And I think maybe, you know, this might need a bit of, bit of explanation because maybe some of the listeners haven't tried to build a Salesforce form. Well, I've never tried to build the Salesforce form either. And I think that's because the prospect of it just seems so daunting. So um, I think just by the fact that I was willing to try it will tell you that it that it is easier. One of the things that I think is wonderful, having been in an organization where you've got this great new solution and you really want to get up and running and you're just waiting for IT to give you that time so you can get going. We, we take all of that out. So it's it's a no code, easy to use solution where you don't have to get IT involved, uh, but yet you get power above and beyond some of those sort of built in form builders that you may get with some of your applications. So uh, like I said, so easy a CMO can use it. 
And that's got to be a recommendation. I, lo- I love that. Thank you so much for your time. I-, I really appreciate it, Terry. Is there anything else you feel we should have covered or anything I, I should have asked? Um, well, we we did touch on it a little bit, and I, I think I mentioned it a couple times, but we really have this commitment to data stewardship, and we are a cybersecurity champion, and we are kicking off a, a campaign to help educate organizations about the need to shift from data ownership to data stewardship and why that is so important. And again, it goes back to this feeling that when someone shares their data with you, they are not giving it to you. You have a responsibility. All organizations have a responsibility responsibility to the person who shared that data while it is in their care. And we want to help organizations be good stewards of personal data. We have a lot of resources on our website, uh, webinars, infographics, white papers, and things like that to help them sort of learn about the tenets of data stewardship and why it matters. And and as, as I said, it can become a competitive differentiator for your organization. Oh, that's great. So I'm sure a lot of people want to go there and, and learn more. I mean, if anybody's got a question or, or would like to contact you, what's the best way to get hold of you? I have an idea it might involve a form. Exactly. Uh, just come to formassembly.com, fill out any form on our website, and we will get back to you because we will have that data right exactly where we need it when we need it. Thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed the conversation. And hopefully people listening to this are going to think a little bit more about the data and not think about owning other people's data, but thinking about data stewardship. I think that's a great great concept for everyone to think about. Thanks very much for being on the podcast, Terry. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favourite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.